Well, welcome back. Glad to have you. It is another episode of MVD Jams, the podcast where we help you find your new favorite band. I'm Mike Van Dusen. And I'm Abraham. How you doing, Mike? Thanks for having you me know, back. I'm really good. You know what? You're a pesky little fellow. I couldn't get rid of you if I tried. No, man, because I live here. You do live here. Yeah. That's kind of why. Pickford Studios. Yeah. Los Angeles, California. How have you been? I've been doing great, man. Thanks for asking. How have you been? Been very good. What have you been doing to keep... Uh, we're still in quarantine. Yeah. Shelter in place. Shelter home unfortunately still in quarantine you know what i'm thinking about though is that once it finally ends do you think we're gonna miss it all this extra free time that we have people romanticize the past in every situation every single instance they can so of course they're going to while i am right now enjoying it as much as you can enjoy not going out i am enjoying you know being creative and staying in and just kind of tapping out from the real world for a little bit. A nice little global timeout is good. Whether Whatever you want to think about, like, what's really happening, whatever. I am enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a little bit, but I feel like I want to get back to, like, my normal routine. I just know as, as time goes by that I'm going to be like, damn, I did have all that free time to catch up on a whole bunch of different things, which then brings me, I've been on Netflix binge 24-7. Now, are you watching Netflix originals or are you watching... The office for the millionth time the office for the millionth time now you know what i took a break for all of those office fans out there there is some other good shows out there i know it's easy to go back into that i love the office i've watched it a ton of times but once you sometimes break from that monotony and you go and watch some other stuff and you start realizing hey there's other shows out there there's a lot of other good content yeah it's so, just so comfortable it is it is i read an article not too long ago about where we find comfort in those shows that we've already watched because you already know what's going to happen i read that same article it yeah. like helps you relieve stress and tension because you know how. Yeah, and it's not like you're going to watch something you don't like. So it goes back to just, hey, this brought me happiness at one point in my life. So let that bring it again. But other than that, I mean, you got to check out Russian Doll. I'm a little late to the party. I just recently watched it. It's not a long season. They're like 20 minutes episodes. 20 minute episodes. That's huge. Yeah. It's a little bit of a darker take on like Groundhog Day. Okay. So Where you wake de- up and the same thing happens over and over. And you're just trying to figure out why is this happening to me? How many seasons are there? It's just one. Just one. Get on it right now. Netflix original Russian Doll. Russian Doll. Oh, yeah. It is endorsed by MVD Jam's own Abraham Martinez. Yeah, it is. So it's got my stamp of approval and my Sam Scoven. I enjoy that. I have been, you know what? I've been, at first I wasn't doing anything. One thing that bummed me out, Amoeba in Los Angeles, Hollywood staple. They've closed their doors to their original location forever. They're never opening that store up again on Hollywood Boulevard. That's crazy to think about that. It's nuts. Yeah. They did that. You know, they let everybody know while we're shelter in place, which is weird. Uh, but they said they financially just can't do it again. Now, it's not saying they're closing forever. They're moving locations. I heard they're moving a couple blocks. I don't know if it's north, east, or west, or south. No, at this point, are we street. just going crazy about it, and it's the same street? It's the same street. Yeah. It's the same street. Uh, it's supposed to be bigger, better, like they always say. So that's interesting. That's kind of a bummer. But something super cool. It's called The Last Bookstore in LA. I thought this is a really cool thing. I just got my curated book bundle from them. You go online, fill out a questionnaire here. Uh, you could spend like 25 bucks to $55. You send it in with a couple of your favorite artists, your Instagram profile, and they pick out books for you. So how many Harry Potter books did you get? I unfortunately got zero. Oh, okay. Funny, though, really interesting is, do you know who Irvine Welsh is? Yeah. Who's Irvine Welsh? Um, wrote the book 1984? No. No, that's Orwell. I'm all over the place. George Orwell. George Orwell. There you go. Irvine See? Welsh yeah. is where my chemical romance 
got their name on the back of one of his books. Oh, see, I didn't know that. It says, you know, enjoy three tales from a new genre. Chemical romance is the genre of these books. And I got the Irvine Walsh book that says that on the back. Mm. So that was interesting. And I got some other books. None that I know of, but now I feel obligated to read them. Whereas if you go into a bookstore, you buy a book, you start reading it, you don't really like it. You're like, ah, whatever. But these people picked it up for me. So I feel obligated to read them. And I appreciate it. Last bookstore in LA. I thought it was super cool, super successful. Go on their Instagram at last bookstore in LA uh, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Also, another thing I've been trying to do, 100 pushups, 100 squats each day. Have you been keeping up with it? I've been keeping up with it. It's only day three. I'm at 40 right now while we're recording this episode. And you say 100 squats and 100 push-ups and it sounds like it's nothing. Dude, it's Yeah, especially the squats. The squats are oh, man. But all right, enough of me. Uh, who do we got coming up on this episode, man? Oh, we got Graham Norwood, man. Um, we're covering them. But I just kind of want to get to the point of how do we discover Graham Norwood? How did we discover Graham yeah. Norwood? So it's at Graham underscore Norwood on Twitter. It says he's in Brooklyn, New York, his current whereabouts. How we discover this guy? We find new music all over the place how we're doing this we're researching for a new band where could we find uh, another hidden gem hidden gem they don't get valued as much as they should and there's this festival every year in echo park which is a city in like north of downtown los angeles it's a free festival it spans all these different bars and restaurants and there's outdoor stages and you know a lot of local talent comes and so I was looking at the lineup and I was getting stoked. I was like, oh, it should be coming up. They should play this when we're non-shelter-in-place, quarantine, lockdown, whatever you want to call it. They should have that in enough time to do it this year. And I'm looking through the lineup, looking, looking, I stumble across Graham Norwood. Now, do you go through different bands? Do you start listening to everybody or do you get selective and like, hey, I I'm only selective. choosing... I just pick a couple. I, you know, everybody does it. Even though you say you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, you do. Because I know what kind of people I kind of listen to, like with their look. So I click on this man, singer-songwriter, and I was like, holy shit. This guy is really good, and I really enjoyed his vibe. And you always give me shit, but, you know, he does kind of remind me of one of my favorite artists. We'll get to A few later. of your favorite artists. A few of my favorite artists, and I think it's a great meld. So we got him coming up, and then we'll continue. With our top four Basically, no skip no albums. Um, we're on two. We have already covered one of our ones last week. So we're going to get to the second one this week and just see what, uh, what we're getting into. Yeah, what we're getting into. So no more. Let's all get on the same page here with Graham Norwood. Uh, we're going to start with his first song, Collapses to Zero, off of his debut album, Out of the Sea. Here's Graham Norwood, Collapses to Zero. Yeah. 
collapses to zero by Graham Norwood off his debut album, Out of the Sea. Mike, do you know what sea? We don't know. That's the mystery. That's where it's at. But interesting story about this specific album. From what I read, they actually knocked it out in two days. He got into a collection of other like all-star musicians and they knocked it out relatively quick. Man, it takes me about a week to clean my room and And they knocked out an uh, album. They never even met each other before. No, that was the first time they were meeting. They met in the studio is what they call that, kids. Yeah. Another thing, you know, this whole album, this is debut album, Out of the Sea, pretty much came out of a divorce. And while he's getting divorced, he goes back to music, which was always there waiting for him, his love. And he says how he, I fell in love with a painter. And it seems like if we wanted to have any kind of a stable life with a house and kids someday... We couldn't both be allergic to money. And I love that. He laughs. I decided I should get a real job, in quotes, and just let music be my hobby. Fuck me. That's crazy, man. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine if he kept doing that and we didn't get to listen to these songs. I've been listening to these songs a lot lately and they've made my life better. It just makes me feel better, even though like there's so much pain in there. You can feel the pain. No. And you know what? That's what ends up happening when these situations is that they get inspired and then they make great music and we feel like we can connect to them because we feel those raw emotions, which is why I think the album's so great. Yeah. And you go back to your original that's that's what you know music was always there for you and you kind of left that and it's like that was who you were and who you are and who you'll always be yeah he uh he said that was the time when music meant most to him he reflects when he got back to new york he started writing his own songs for the first time in probably a decade and that's what kept me going that whole first year as the divorce went through what a terrible thing yeah you know what's interesting about him yes he's actually considered legally blind that's insane yeah and it's not something that he's trying to hide or tell not tell people because he clearly puts it in his bio that that was another source of inspiration for him uh, for this album at least music was always kind of his gateway to get over that disability. Now that he's kind of conquered that, his music just reflects his ambitions as well. It's wild. Yeah. And I like that he doesn't necessarily, you know, he said something along like, you know, I didn't want to be like the blind kid that was good at music. I just want to be good at music. And yeah. He even has this like, oh, you know, everybody says Stevie Wonder's good for a blind guy. Stevie Wonder's Wonder's just great. Yeah. yeah. So that was Graham Norwood collapses to zero. Wonderful song off his album, debut album. Out of the sea. Now, what do you think, Abraham? Is it oh, time? man, it's time. I want to get to it. time for number two. All right, here's the our segment that we've been going on. We'll go on for four episodes. Yeah, our four album, no skip button required segment. Now, last week, Mike, you started us off with your arcade fire, The Suburbs. I like how you put that. My arcade fire, yes. Your arcade fire. Yeah, your yes. arcade fire band that you like so much. And I went with Linkin Park Meteor. I felt like I had the better of the choice because <laughs> I feel like you oh. tailored it just specifically to yourself. Well, that's what this is all about. Ah, Four albums that you wouldn't skip. That's true. No skip button required. All right, all right. So, you know, he has a good argument in that point. But since I'm going to start it off, I kind of want to give you the thought process behind this selection that I started off Please with. Please do. So um, we each have our first pick. No, no skips. No skips. No order. Yeah, just start. Just start like, to finish. Start to finish. Uh, and what I'm saying is Linkin Park wasn't like number one on your list. It's no, just, it wasn't. It's just out of these four, they're the, your top four. All right, so. But I'm going to throw you now. a little curveball oh, right now. No. Yeah, I'm actually going to give you my number one just because I feel like it's So time. in a particular order. In a particular. No, this is the one that if you were to break it down and you were to just tell me, hey, what's one album you can recommend to anybody that they can listen from start to finish, maybe get them into that artist, the whole shebang, basically the album. 
Um, this is the one that I would choose. And the reason I chose this one, because I feel like I can then tell my mom, hey, mom, you got to put this album on. And she would love it. Okay. Yeah. So this is your, un- even though it's your list. It's my list. It's yeah. your universal list that you think if you were to give this to anybody, they, they can get into to it. it. Yeah. No, um, do okay. you have any idea maybe of what I might choose? I kind of saw your list earlier. And uh, you'd be I'm not looking at it now. Mm. I saw it earlier and I want to ruin it. <laughs> but, but you're I'm, not gonna I'm ruin not it. Gonna ruin you're it. not gonna ruin like it. if I say the wrong band, then I'm ruining next week's. Yeah. So I don't know. No. Okay. So what I'm gonna choose is gonna be Amy Winehouse. I wouldn't have got that. You wouldn't have got that. Amy one. Winehouse. Amy really? Winehouse. Yeah. This specific album. What album? Um, is it? Back to Black. Okay. Is that her? That's not her debut. That's basically the album that kind of pushed her to stardom okay um that album was amazing i don't know if anybody's ever watched the documentary amy did you ever catch catch it i didn't and i've only heard amazing things about it no it's a really great documentary definitely worth the watch um but that album basically is what kick-started amy's not necessarily her career but everything that then followed um was based off this album and this album is one of those ones where you can just play and just listen to it no matter what music you're into you can just listen to it non-stop at least that's how I feel about it. It looks like it was maybe her sophomore album. Came out in 2006, Back yeah. to Black. And on her Instagram, the song, the title track, Back to Black, is the most played song on her Spotify. No, yeah, and that's why I'm going to... 360 million. Yeah, I'm going to play that real quick for us. A little back and... Little taste back of it to black. Obviously, we can't play the whole song because yeah. we don't own the rights to it. But under the Fair Use Act, play a few. We can play a little bit. Yeah, of it, a little yeah. bit of it. But no, this specific album, this specific song, man. Like you can just play it at any point in time. I feel during your day. Um, so much heartbreak behind this album. So much heartbreak that it led to. There's this interesting part in their um, Amy's documentary where she loved this album. There got to a point in her career where she didn't want to perform it anymore because of all the negative things that did come with it, which meant people taking advantage of her and her startup and her fame and her money. If you watch the documentary, you kind of get a breakdown of why she then felt like she was almost trapped. And that might be just me saying that because that's how I felt when I saw it, that she was trapped by this album and she just wanted to venture off. But even then, this album just kind of speaks volume to her talent. I think that is something a lot of people, me especially, I don't think about it. I will listen to a lot of these bands. I'm like, damn, why don't you play this song off your first album or this really random song off your second album? And that's the thing that you said. It's like, man, there's a lot more going on than them just singing a good song. There's a lot that goes on for them personally. And that whole album, just like we're talking about Graham Norwood right now, there's going to be a time where Graham Norwood moves so far past this divorce that is he really going to want to sing collapses to zero again in 10 years to bring him back to that heartbreak because that's what it does i don't know about you but when i listen to a song i remember exactly where i was the first time i heard it if it's that good yeah not only that you're human beings these musicians are human beings and playing the same thing over and over might get tired some you know they might not feel like hey i don't have the same passion behind that and they want to venture off and play new stuff there's a jay-z line that i really like where he says like my old shit buy my old albums and that makes me feel like there's a lot of fans out there that just want them to stick within the same genre the same sound and that doesn't give many artists the ability to then expand 
and develop. And I think that's what ended up happening with Amy. But even then, this album's still great. Something that you definitely have to listen to. I'm just going to hit you a little bit more. Hit My- me a little bit more. I've right. never I've never listened to Amy Winehouse at all. I've like, only heard like, you know. You are not loving my friend. All I can ever be to you is the darkness that we know. And this that's a good song. Yeah, she's sampling it. That Motown sound. Yeah. I'm a horrible singer. I don't want to do it. I'm not going to do any justice. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, huh? Yeah, man. Definitely check it out. Now that I hope that as we're playing these and I'm telling you this, I'm hoping you revisit Linkin Park and I'm hoping you listen to this album as well because I feel like it's going to do you some good, man, and it's going to open your eyes, especially to her. Well, all right. So that's Abraham's second album, No Skip. That is Amy Winehouse's Back to Black. Damn, dude. I didn't know that part about you. I didn't know that side about Abraham. I'm a little bit uh, all over the place. A little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. All right, Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, will join Linkin Park's... Top four. Top four. Top four. Top four. No, no skip skips. required. Uh, it's Meteora. It's it's me or who? No, Meteora. Oh, it's Meteora. Is, is that what you're saying? Uh, Linkin Park album, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's Meteora. But no, man, let's actually get into yours then. We'll get into mine. Let's give everybody a break. Mm-hmm. And we're going to play the next song from Graham Norwood. All right, definitely. So then we can get things set on the other side of this. This is going to be Kate's song. And like we said, regarding this album, Out of the Sea, the musicians all met for the first time in the studio. And over the course of just two days, like Abraham said, they cut the entire album raw and fast. All right. Uh, let's check it out. All right, here we go. Checking it out. Kate's, Kate's song. The outline of 
song by graham norwood off his album out of the sea graham norwood how'd that make you feel that made me feel really good that's nice and mm-hmm. slow and melodic yeah you can feel the pain in that one yeah, yeah especially how slow he's playing it's just odd how he can make you feel like despair but hopeful at, at the, the same, same time. time his voice is amazing i love listening to it and he's a really good guitar player i'm you know, I'm not glad he got just going through a terrible divorce, but what we got out of it, out of the sea. Some good music. It's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, we got blessed with that for sure. I'm I'm happy we have it. I'm happy that he came back to music. Unfortunate, it had to be the way that it was. That's Graham Norwood. That was Kate's song. You can feel it on that one. GrahamNorwoodMusic.com. Twitter, Graham underscore Norwood. Instagram's the best. Yeah, what's his Instagram His handle? Instagram is Instagram, like his name, G-R-A-H-A-M dot music. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. It would have been even funnier if it was just Instagram with nothing else. Like, <laughs> what's your Instagram? Somebody must have had that. Yeah, already set up. <laughs> yeah, I hope they have a ton of followers. Like, hey, can you follow me on Instagram? But what's your Instagram? It's Instagram. But and where? Just, where? Where exactly? It's Who's Inst- on first? Who's, I don't know. Who do you think he'd be a great opener for? Ah, uh, man, who wouldn't he be a great opener for damn it's <laughs> fucking true right but i feel like this is really tailored to the bands that you really like which are a couple but the one that i think that would do a really good job or at least they would do a really good job opening for is edward sharp and the magnetic zeros i can attest and agree to that edward sharp i feel like jim james who's my morning jackets lead singer his solo stuff's great the shins the shins man He'd be he'd fit right in with those guys. Yeah, especially on one of their more popular songs. At least one of uh, is Greenfield. Sounds like a Shin song to me. Yeah, I yeah. can dig that. And that's a huge compliment when you ask this guy. And once again, not to harp on this, but I do just like to say this. He felt trapped between two worlds, and it's nothing new for Norwood. For much of his life, he was unsure where he fit in, considering himself too sighted to be blind and too blind to be sighted. In recent years, though, his sight deteriorated well past the point of any question. He said as painful as it's been to lose those last vestiges of vision, there's a peace that comes with the certainty of it all. That's nuts. That is. And you know what? I get what he's saying with the certainty right. and everything. Because it sucks not knowing, especially in his situation or just in any situation, if you don't know what the outcome's going to be. But if you get to that point where they tell you, hey, this is what it is, or if you already got to it, then there's nothing to surprise you anymore. Because then you can deal with it. Then yeah. I can set a plan of like, okay, how are things going to be from now on? Having his vision slowly deteriorate until just recently. I mean, it sounds like maybe within the last year or two, mm-hmm. he's been declared legally blind. So I'm sure he can't drive and do all these things yet he's still playing the guitar and 
that's a hundred percent. We are kind of talking about this. I don't know how it is, but when you lose one of your senses, are your other senses? We've get been better? told, yeah, that the other senses are enhanced. So who knows if that's it? But with feel on the guitar and listening, I wouldn't know this guy was legally blind. Yeah, he told me. And even then, we didn't know when we were going through his Instagram. I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. I had no idea until uh, we read it in his bio. In his bio, which is a great bio. Yeah, GrahamNorwoodMusic.com. Go on there. He's got his debut album out of the sea on vinyl for you to purchase which honestly uh, as we're looking at the vinyl player over here that's the best way other than live to hear this because he's got no live shows coming up because nobody's got any live shows coming up but when he does we'll be the first to let you know and hopefully we'll get an interview with the man the myth the legend himself I'd like to and please check out his website maybe buy some merch we want to make sure that we we promote as much as we can so that during this time who knows what they're doing you know so we want to support them so that can they can be able to make more music yeah not have to go get a fucking real job yeah. and sell your soul like that to like and then we we miss out on their music yeah and we listen i know you got a stimulus check yeah so I'm and if you claimed unemployment i know you're living good what's 25 bucks plus some shipping to buy graham norwood vinyl that will live on forever i don't think it's too much to ask all right graham norwood that was kate's song we played before that collapses to zero go check him out Graham Norwood music, wherever great music is sold and listened to. So, Abraham. All right, man. So, let's get to the juicy part here. So, Mike, what's your second no skip required? Second no skip required. This is as Ben Affleck as we're going to get. <laughs> and when we talk Ben Affleck, go watch the movie Role Models. You get it. Because if you're white... You're Ben Affleck. You're Ben Affleck. You're ben and Affleck. I am Ben Affleck. So... Abraham has really been like, oh, with your last one. Yeah. You're like, you know, anybody, this is one anybody could listen to, no skips, and you'd be happy about. Mine are not. There's no wrong answers here either. There's no wrong answer. But I'm just saying, yeah, except for Mike's answers. What I'm saying is on this one is like, you know, this guy's not for everybody. You either like this guy. I feel like I've heard this before. Or you don't get it and you don't like it and it's totally cool. It's fine. Because, you know, a long time ago, a good friend of mine heard somebody bashing a band. Saying like, oh, this band sucks. They fucking suck. And I hate them. My buddy came in and said, hey, you know, there's a difference between you not liking a band and a band sucking. So you might just not like this band, but, but the band you're talking about, they don't suck. They're really good. That's how I feel about this guy. And this guy, who I didn't want to spoil, I think Graham Norwood would be a great opener for him. Uh, Father John Misty. Father John Misty. Father John Misty's pure comedy. To be exact. And in these exact times, it's almost too eerie about the things he's talking about on here. I think I think he's great. I think this this album is great. Start to finish. And I've listened to it. You know, you asked me this story. You asked me this story. You asked me this question a little while ago as I play a little bit in the background. You asked me, hey, let's do this. Four albums, no skip. Who would you listen to? And while some people might not know, I have a cleaning company. And I go clean in people's apartments. Real weird. We'll and you do a really good job. You do a great job. I love cleaning. And so I was like, all right, well, let me let me really listen to some of these and not skip any of them. And see if there's any a point where I'm like, oh, shit, I want to get through this. Dude, there's not. I listened to Pure Comedy literally four times since we had that conversation a month ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I mixed in with a bunch of other things, but... Pure comedy, Father John Misty is one I would not skip. And it's talking, especially in these times right now, as that was pure comedy I just played, the title track. This is total entertainment forever. It's almost too scary how accurate what he is. He's talking about kind of like the end of the world, the revolution, where we go back to the beginning over and over again. Right now, he's talking about how technology is going to get so crazy that all we're going to use it for is porn. Because that's all we use it for. 
That's what we use everything for. It always gets back to that disgusting, disgusting thing. So I love this album. I've seen him perform it live several times, not start to finish, but like, you know, when he was touring for this, I can't get enough of it. I can't get enough of this guy. I love him. I, if I were to be a singer songwriter, I would be Father John Misty. Everything he's saying is, speaks to my heart so much. And I love it. How, how'd you come across Father John Misty? You know, we were talking about this last episode where you're like, fuck, I don't like to look back on old tours or old festival lineups and to see like, oh my gosh, one of my favorite artists of all time was at that festival and I didn't go see him because I didn't know who they were. So Bonnaroo, maybe a 2015 or 2016. Was that like the last time you went? One of the last. It was like one of the last times I ever went. Uh, It was maybe the year before the last time I ever went. And Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros were there. One of the reasons I went. I loved it. And they had this thing called the Hay Bale Sessions at Bonnaroo. What do they do at the Hay Bale? They set up Bonnaroo, the festival, set up something in the backstage area with the Hay Bales, hence the name. And they would, I might have the name wrong, but go look it up. And they would have some bands come and perform their songs. So, like, they do three songs each. So, Edward Sharp and Magnetic Zeros has three songs in there live. Amazing. Makes me feel something really deep in my plums down there. And I would watch it over and over and over again. And then after they would get done, it'd go to this guy, Father John Misty, who he has a vision problem, too. One of his eyes, that's a whole other thing we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. It's not his episode. But who is this guy? And I listened to a couple of songs. I'm like, damn, this guy's kind of good. Then, like, you know, I didn't really listen to him because this is the thing. I was like, I fucking missed him. So I don't really want to get into this guy knowing I missed him. At any point in that where you're like, hey, I'm just going to get the hay out of here. That was really good. <laughs> I can't ignore that. No, there wasn't. So then, you know, years later, one of my buddies was like, dude, have you ever listened to this guy? He starts playing Father John Misty. I was like, you know, and I told him the story I just told you. He was like, you need to listen to him. And I really listened to him. That's when his second album, I Love You, Honey Bear, came out. Went and saw him for the first time ever at the Wiltern. It was over since then. I loved it. He had an encore where he came out and he just said, okay, ask me any question you want. So for about five minutes, he just answered questions from the... From the uh, Were you able to throw a lowball question there? No, I didn't know him well enough then. The best question I heard, though, was right before Halloween. They asked him, oh, who, who are you going to be for Halloween? And he's like, oh, I heard that I look like a kind of cracked out Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. So I might go with that. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's just fucking funny. That is pretty funny, man. So that's who would be number two on my list. Uh, I have Arcade Fires of Suburbs. And then after that, Father John Misty's Pure Comedy. Go check it out. If you don't like it, that's totally fine. But understand when you're not liking it, the guy doesn't suck. You just don't like what he's doing. And that's Can so I make fun. an observation? Because I feel yeah. like every time that you tell me about Father John Misty, by the way, I do like Father John Misty. You always set it up as in like, hey, he's not for everybody. Is that partly because you don't want to be hurt if somebody tells you that they don't like him, where you kind of set that boundary before you're like, hey, this person wasn't for me? No, I do that because I feel like when I, some people really like me a lot, which is weird to think about. Like just friends, they're good friends and they like care about my opinion. And I'll tell them some things. And, you know, I've had people listen to people over and over again to try to like, like it. 
when it's like it's just not for you. So that's why I like to tell people like, look, like I like I like this guy so much that I'm I'm uh, this guy is fucking me. I love it's a this party. guy. So if you don't like it, that's totally fine. I don't want you to like come around me and every time I play Father John Misty, you're like, oh yeah, I love this guy. Like you don't gotta tell me that. One of my best buddies in the whole world, Derek Schmidt. I was like, dude, if you're listening to Father John Misty, he's really good. And I sent it to him. I didn't even give him that disclaimer. And he goes, hey, do this. I don't get it. I don't get it. And I don't like it. There's one song that I like. And so I'm writing a novel. And I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, do you have are there other songs like that? I'm like, yeah, not really. So now I just say it to other people to let them know, like, look, if you don't like it, that's cool. I try to, I say that to let you off the hook. So if you don't like it, let me know you don't like it and we can move on and I don't have to send you all this shit because I am obsessed with this guy. I love him. Yeah. And I feel like I get that a lot sometimes too, when somebody recommends something specific that they really like, like, Hey, but if you don't like it, it's not for everybody. And it's not that necessarily like, Hey, I want to like it or I don't want to like it. But I feel like people do that in, in a way. So that way they don't get hurt when you hit them back with Hey, that was horrible. But no, I do like Father John Missy. That is a solid choice that you got. Really? I didn't I do. know that. I like Father John Missy. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. You had an episode or a podcast about Father John Missy at Outside Lands and you went to go watch him. You played a specific song. And after that, I was kind of hooked. And sometimes it's just that one song that just gets you. Yeah. And after that, everything else follows because you're kind of like, all right, I dig this song. Let me just try to find something that's similar. And that's what ended up happening with Father John Messi. I listened to that one song. And after that, it was kind of a wrap. Now, do I love him as much as you do? I don't think that's possible. That's unhealthy. That is unhealthy. I shouldn't love him that much. Yeah. Well, cool. All right. So we're two and two. We're feeling good. We got two more episodes. We'll wrap up our four album no skip list. Uh, we'll have a couple honorable mentions on the last one as well. Uh, Father John Misty, Amy Winehouse on this episode. Now let's get back to the man of the hour, the guy that's brought us all here today, Graham Norwood. Nice guy. Let us use three of his songs. That's awesome. And at the same time, we're here campaigning that you open up for Edward Sharp, Jim James, Father John Misty, Father John the, Misty Shins. the Shins. And hopefully maybe one day they open up for you. Exactly. Yeah. At a festival, uh, I would like to see you as a headliner soon. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, it takes time. But all I got to tell you is Graham Norwood. The first show that you play after the shelter in place is taken away. I'm all over it, dude. Yeah, we're right there. And so when some two creepy guys come up to you gushing about how much they like you, uh, it's just us. Graham Norwood, can't wait to see you live. Uh, Your music radiates through a computer on a compressed MP3 file, so I can't wait to feel it in person. Go check him out, GrahamNorwoodMusic.com, Graham underscore Norwood at Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. That music on Instagram. Uh, Facebook, he's uh, Graham Norwood Music. Go check it out. Can't wait to talk to you guys again. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope Graham Norwood might be your new favorite artist. And if he's not, let us know who you're listening to so we can spread the joy and love to everybody. That's the whole reason of the podcast. Yeah, we take recommendations. We take recommendations. And we're only here to spread love, positivity, and music that we love that made our lives brighter. That's all I have for us. What do you got to tell them? Uh, Check out Russian Doll. Check out Back to Black. Check out Father John Misty. Um, And definitely check out Graham Norwood. His album is amazing. Definitely worth a try. Like uh, Mike said, give us some recommendations. That way we can start listening to some stuff, but take care. And here we go to play you out. Uh, My favorite song. This actually is the opening song off of Graham Norwood's debut album, Out of the Sea. This song is Hard Times from Graham Norwood. And we'll talk to you soon. When you take stock of your situation It's tied up in ribbons
Stood 